TED Audio Collective. I recently participated in a self-awareness workshop where the focus was on identifying areas I needed to improve to help me be a more effective leader. And my biggest takeaway was that I need to slow down and pay more attention to the little things in my life and my work. Full transparency, I work a lot. I'm always on the go and life can be really intense at times, like I'm barely breathing. And doing a lot in a short amount of time isn't always better or fulfilling for that matter. I know I need to slow down a bit so that I can be more thoughtful with my work, to be present with the people I advise, manage, and mentor. But at the same time, I have to get work done. And I don't want to lose the sense of urgency around the things I need to produce, given that they're only 24 hours in the day, and nothing we do is going to change that. So how can leaders and organizations move fast, but do so deliberately and with care? I'm Madhupa Akinola. This is TED Business. Our speaker today is Anne Morris, co-founder of the Leadership Consortium and an advisor to entrepreneurs, companies, and governments. In this talk, Anne suggests a new way of navigating change in organizations. She offers tips that focus on building trust and resolving issues step-by-step without losing time or momentum in the workplace. Then after the talk, I'll elaborate on one of Anne's suggestions to help you solve more of these hairy issues. But first, a quick break. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hey, TED Business listeners. We're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at... 3 a.m. The office was shocked. That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily 
podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. You've heard the phrase, move fast and break things. Facebook made it famous, but really, Mark just made the mistake of saying it out loud and putting it on company posters. By the way, Mark and I are not on a first-name basis. (laughs) But sometimes using the first names of our leaders reminds us that leadership is a practice of imperfect humans leading imperfect humans. That's why it's so hard. How's it going, Elon? (laughs) Move fast and break things is still a widely held belief that we can either make progress or take care of each other, one or the other. That a certain amount of wreckage is the price we have to pay for inventing the future. My wife and I have spent the last decade helping companies clean up this wreckage. And one of the main lessons from our work is that the trade-off at the heart of this worldview is false. The most effective leaders we know solve problems at an accelerated pace while also taking responsibility for the success and the well-being of their customers and employees and shareholders. They move fast and fix things. Now, what's come out of our work is something of a playbook for fixing problems quickly, whether it's a broken company culture or a struggling friendship. And so what I want to do with you today is invite you to try on this playbook over the course of an imaginary week. Start by thinking of a problem that you're having right now that involves at least one other person, your kids, your co-founders, your customers, etc. Now, in our imaginary week, it's now Monday morning. Now, Monday morning gets a bad rap, but we like to think of it as the gift of renewal that comes around every seven days. (laughs) On Monday, your task is to figure out what your real problem is, which may not be the problem that you thought you had just a minute ago. Because here's the thing. As human beings, we tend to be overconfident in the quality of our thoughts, particularly when it comes to diagnosing our own problems. My investors don't get it. My Gen Z employees are entitled. My dog is mad at me. (laughs) Let's find out if you're right. The thing that's going to help you out most today is your own curiosity. So turn that original diagnosis, my Gen Z employees are entitled, into a question rather than a statement. What's going on with my Gen Z employees? Now, your next move sounds obvious, but you might be surprised to learn how infrequently people actually do it. Talk directly to the other people who have a stake in your problem. Ask them things you might not normally ask in polite company, things that require a little courage on your part. I suspect this is going to be hard for some of you. I get it. I come from a very waspy family. There were three approved topics of conversation. The pets, the weather, and Tom broke off for some reason. But sometimes just a single brave conversation can reveal an entirely new structure to your problem. Some of you will discover, for example, that you have a role to play in creating the problem that you're now solving this week. Instead of your Gen Z employees being entitled, for example, you might discover it's you who feels entitled to burn them out and pay them less than what they're worth, 
simply because that was the broken work contract that you put up with at their age. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spitballing up here. But what I do know is that whatever it is you learn today, you're going to be closer to understanding what's really getting in the way of the relationship or the organization or the life you want. All right, excellent first day, everyone. Get some rest. Now it's Tuesday. On Tuesday, your job is to run a smart experiment in how to solve your problem. Start by creating a good enough plan to strengthen the relationship at the center of it. Now, a good enough plan is distinct from a perfect plan, which is an elusive, fantastical creature that has never actually been spotted in the wild. We tend to think about problems through the lens of trust. So, one prompt that often helps on Tuesday is, "What could you do tomorrow to build more trust than you did today?" For one team we were working with, they decided to stop texting each other about each other in the middle of meetings. Someone else we were coaching decided that it was time to come clean to his co-founders that he was ready to move on from the business. Another leader decided that it was time for him to take full responsibility for the unintended harms of a product that he designed. Is your good enough plan going to work? Probably not. Statistically, not on the first try. That's why I'm giving you all week to figure it out, but also to make the inevitable, unavoidable mistakes. The purpose of Tuesday is not to get it right. The purpose of Tuesday is to learn. It's to get into the sandbox of your life and give yourself permission to play. All right, go and have the adult beverage of your choice, which you have definitely earned. Now it's Wednesday. On Wednesday, your job is to do something that adults generally don't like to do. It's to make new friends. But the research is really clear. That whatever problem you're trying to solve this week, you're going to be better at solving it with people who don't already think like you do. I know you've heard this before many times, but today is your chance to practice. So describe your good enough plan, the one you came up with yesterday, to someone whose life experience has been materially different from yours. If you've been at the company for a decade, talk to someone who started last week. If you're a white partner, talk to a black partner. If you're queer like me, talk to the straightest person you can find. And when you're done with that conversation, have another conversation with someone else who's different from you on some other gorgeous dimension of the human experience. This is going to take you all day, and some of you are going to be surprised to discover that it's your favorite day of the week. At the end of the day, you're going to be smiling, and your good enough plan is going to be an even better plan. Okay, now it's Thursday. Good morning. It's Thursday. You're unstoppable. Thursday is storytelling day. As humans, we need stories to make sense of change, to find our place in the script of it. Stories also help us to activate all the other people around us whose help we're going to need with that change. Stories have three parts: past, present, future. We often skip over that past part in moments of big change. We did some work with Uber. When it was going through its very public crisis in leadership, and when the new guy came in, the new CEO, and hosted his first all hands meeting, he committed to retain the edge that had made Uber a force of nature. Now this line was met with thunderous applause, the applause of relief. 
He also joined in a standing ovation for his predecessor, who also happened to be in the room that day. I was so struck by the grace of this choice. And that's the word I want you to bring to your own storytelling. Listen, Uber had serious problems to solve, as anyone reading the news could figure out. But the people in that room had built something extraordinary. And they had something real to lose in an uncertain future. Instead of setting himself up as some kind of company savior, the new guy honored that complicated truth. Honor the complicated truth of the people around you, the ones who aren't so sure about all your big plans. Then tell us why you want to change things. Finally, tell us about the future in vivid and specific language. Tell us what it's going to feel like when your story becomes our reality. All right, it's Friday. It's Friday and you're almost done, I promise. The payoff of Friday, the payoff of this whole week of hard work is that you now get to move fast because you're far less likely to break things. So do everything you decided to do over the last week, but now do it with a sense of urgency. Urgency releases the energy in a system. It makes it clear to everyone that you take the problem seriously. So whatever administrative hurdles, whatever unproductive process is in the way of taking action today, just strip it out. Just refuse to tolerate it. People ask us all the time about the optimal timing for big change. And our answer is almost always the same. How about now? Now seems good. Take action now and then learn from whatever happens next. And at the end of this day, at the end of this week, your even better, chan- your even better plan has a chance of being a great plan. All right, that's it. That's your week. Congratulations. You did it as you rest and recover, which is essential. I want to leave you with one final thought. I spend my time helping leaders to change and evolve. And no one has ever said to me, I wish I had taken longer and done less. <laughs> What I do hear again and again is the opposite. And so my invitation to you today is to practice. To practice taking less time to do more of the things that will make your relationships and your teams and your organizations stronger. And to be honest, you have my blessing to take longer than a week to get it done. What I don't want you to do is to take months or even years, which tends to be our default timeline for solving hard problems. Most of our problems deserve a more urgent response. Most of our problems deserve a metabolic rate that honors the frustration and the mediocrity and the real pain of the status quo for some of you. So whether your name is Mark or Elon or Chris, thank you for having me, or Anne, find out what happens when you move fast and fix things and decide that the moment that matters most is right now. Thank you. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. 
you can earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life. And for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks Running Shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning. It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Go 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. I really loved this talk. Rather than just complaining about our problems, Anne is telling us what we can do to address them and provides tangible steps. I love the tangible steps. The step I want to delve more deeply into is what we're supposed to do on Thursday when Anne challenges us to tell a story. We've all sat through countless motivational speeches or lectures where by the end, you aren't quite as inspired as you hope to be. So how does one tell a story in a way that will motivate and inspire people to address a problem they're facing? In my case, in order to address the problem of needing to slow down yet still be productive, I had to tell a story to every single person that emails me. That's right, I have a perpetual out-of-office message. In fact, I have two of them. For people inside my organization, I'm honest. And this summer I've said, thanks for your email. I'm taking advantage of the summer rhythm of academic life to write and rest. Anyone outside my organization automatically gets an equally honest response. Here it goes. Thanks for writing me. My inbox is overflowing. And guess what one of my biggest sources of stress is? An overflowing inbox. To practice what I teach about stress, I have to acknowledge that there is no way I can respond to all the messages I receive. Please know I truly appreciate your note. And in case you have a specific request, below are some resources that will point you in the right direction. And I end with the following phrase with gratitude for your patience and understanding. And I mean it. To Anne's point, I'm sharing that complicated truth of my work life. And I can't tell you how many people have told me how much they appreciate my response, not only for its transparency, but especially because it helped them write their own. That's it for today. This episode was edited by Alejandra Salazar and fact-checked by Julia Dickerson. Special thanks to Michelle Quint, Corey Hajim, and Colin Helm. I'm Madupa Akinola. Talk to you again next week.